Morning. How's everybody doing? My beautiful wife is sick right now. Can I get a boo? I miss talking to her. I mean, I really, I really do. I mean, she's like my BFF, and literally, I, I, I love, 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 love talking to my wife. Um, anybody, any husbands in here love talking to your wife? Anybody? Okay, this is your opportunity, gentlemen, to be like, yes, sir, I do. Let's try this again for the sake of your marriage. How many of you men love talking to their wife? Okay, that's a little bit better. I just saved your marriage right there. Okay, okay. the reason I love talking to my wife and how I miss her today is because there's some sort of a connection that, that we have. I mean, to become one, we are, we are connected. And I just, I just can't wait to talk to her when I get home. Um, in fact, yesterday we had, um, thank Cody, you, um, Cody was over there um, helping clean up, by the way, thank you. And uh, I, I got a text message from Rachel and she said, um, I forgot what she said, that's a bad thing. So like, when are you going to be home? Are you okay? This, that, and the other. And Cody looked at me and said, you better reply to that. I'm like, dude, trust me, I will. I, I will reply to it. And not just out of obligation because I actually want to reply to her. I want to communicate with her. But I'm human. There, there are distractions that come my way. I get busy, almost too busy sometimes to communicate um, with her. Sometimes I get distracted with devices and TVs and, and like the office TV show, gotta love it. Um, and ultimately, I get distracted by the things on the TV so much so that I'm sitting on the couch, literally. I'm sitting right here and my wife is over here and the dog is in the middle because he owns my house, all right? But over here, I'm watching TV, and she's communicating with me, and I'm like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what does she do? Are you even what? Listening. Are you even listening? And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm distracted by something else, not the most important person in my life. And I think sometimes that becomes a major issue. And sometimes um, she comes to me with a problem. And if you know anything about me, I love fixing problems. But sometimes, and ladies, may I get an amen on this in a second, (laughs) Sometimes us as guys just need to stop fixing it and just start listening. Ladies, all right, I saved your marriage right there. Young people, keep that in mind. And then there are days that I'm just tired and wore out, and I just space out. The reality is that failure to communicate with people on an intimate level will lead to demises of marriages. In fact, a statistic came out um, sort of recently that, that it says that marriage communication problems was cited as the most common factor leading to divorce of the 65% of people that were surveyed. Again, 65 out of the 100%, 65% say the reason why they got divorced or part of the reason why they got divorced was because of a lack of communication. Because we get distracted with so many stuff. Okay. And you're like, is this going to be a sermon on marriage? No, but even in the communication talk that we're going to be having, you can learn a lot about how to save your marriage and have a healthy marriage during this conversation. 
But since our relationship with God is why we're actually here in a church service, we're going to be talking about the depth of what it means to communicate with God through prayer. I, I, I know, I know. Many of you are just roll your eyes and like, well, I have a good prayer life. I pray well. I mean, if everything goes bad, I'm praying. If everything goes good, I'm praising. Well, great. Fantastic. But I want to encourage you that as we go through today to maybe dive deep into your heart about prayer and the importance of prayer. So we're going to be talking about what prayer is not. We're also going to talk about what prayer is. And then we're going to dive into how to not pray a certain way. And then next week we'll be coming back and we'll talk about the Lord's Supper a little bit. So our Lord's Prayer a little bit. So let me pray and then we're going to dive into this. And to those of us who maybe are Christ followers for a while, might be like, this is the one I can tune out. This is the one that I can um, get on Facebook and scroll. And some of you guys might not be believers in this room and you're going to be like, this is not for me. I don't pray. I don't even believe in this is God. Be patient. And be humble. Because as your pastor, there are many seasons that I struggle with prayer. There are many seasons that, you know what, it's just, I wake and I just don't want to pray. Sometimes even there seems like a lid to my prayer that is God even listening to my prayers. And I'm the pastor of this church. But as I have looked through this and studied this and examined this, prayer is really not that complicated. But you and I, kind of like this marriage thing that we just talked about, we allow other things to come in our way of communicating with God in prayer. And may it be said that today, Catalyst Church becomes intimately communicating with God as a praying church. Can I get an amen on that? All right, and if you're online, you can get an amen in the comments. So let me pray. Let's dive right into this. Lord, you are King of kings, you are Lord of lords, and even right now, we get to talk to you. Lord, there's been many distractions this morning with the tech, with the rain, with the baptism thing. But in reality, God, you already knew this was going to happen. And Lord, we stand here in confidence knowing that if we truly become a praying church, hmm, things could change for your sake and your glory. Not for necessarily our glory at all, but for yours. So Lord, today, whether we're a brand new believer of Christ or not even believing, or if we've been a believer of Jesus for many years, May we all recognize, Holy Spirit, may we recognize where we are in our journey of prayer. And when we do, I pray that you'll transform our life and give us a hunger. Give me a hunger, a desire just to talk to you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said? All right, let's turn to Luke chapter 11. Can you believe we're in Luke chapter 11? It's like 752 weeks that we've gone through this. So hopefully you have your Luke journal. If not, let's just say, Joseph, if you wouldn't mind grabbing those Luke journals. If you do not have a Luke journal or have never received one, go ahead and raise your hand and we'll pass you out a free Luke journal. Basically what it is, is scripture on one side and places to take notes on the other side. So one down here, just raise your hand nice and high and my friend Joseph will, will get you one. 
All right, so with that being said, let's go ahead and begin, <coughs> excuse me, and I'm going to read 1 through 4, and we'll discuss 2 through two through 4 next week. You guys ready? Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. Now Jesus was what? He was what? Okay, so let's just stop from... Jesus, God in human form, was what? So does that mean that Jesus valued prayer? Okay, I mean, this is... I mean, think about this. God was praying to God, and yes, Trinity, we'll get to that in the weeks to come, but it's just this magnificent connection. God the Son wanted and desired to talk to God the Father. That makes sense? It's just this like desire to talk to him. So much so that he was praying in a certain place. As we find out through scripture, he goes to desolate places, places where other people are not. Because can people be a distraction when it comes to prayer? Yes. So what did he have to do? He had to get away from his closest group of people, his disciples and apostles. And he had to get away from the crowds. And he went to a certain place. Some people would say it's the, the Garden of Gethsemane or, or whatever. He, all we know, he went away and he prayed to God the Father. And then he says, when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to what? Pray. Teach us to pray. How? how? How should we learn on how to pray? The only thing that they knew was the disciples of John the Baptist. John the Baptist taught them, discipled them on how to pray. And so Jesus, or the disciples were coming to Jesus and said simply, hey, you know how John discipled and taught his disciples to pray? Can you teach us as your disciples? Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, pause, what's the word? When, that means what? When, it means it needs to happen. It needs to happen in your everyday life. When you pray, pray like this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive of everyone who has indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And can I get an amen on that? All right, so we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer next week. So come back. We're going to learn this, but we're going to simply just figure out what on earth is prayer? What is prayer? And I think this is, um, this is, um, it's frustrating because I think the evil one has a little bit of, a lot of mis, um, misleading and lying to us as the church when it comes to prayer. We think that there's uh, this whole how-to, and Jesus kind of just gave a how-to and come back next week. It's really not that complicated. We think we have to be holier than thou to pray. We have to think that all hell's breaking loose in order for us to pray. We think that things need to be perfect in, in things. I'm just letting you know prayer is not as complicated as it might seem. So here's a couple things that I wrote down about what prayer is not. Got this? All right, so prayer is not a spiritual must-do or else. For those of us <coughs> who were raised in kind of a legalistic, anybody kind of raised in a kind of a like a legalistic church or whatever, is like, you better follow these rules or you're going to go to hell. 
Anybody with me? Okay. I was kind of raised like that. So when I was reading this, and I'm like, yeah, prayer is not, you better pray or else God's going to smite you. Prayer is not that. So take that off your burden. Oh, prayer is not a um, magical, like mystical, um, religious action by calling out the forces that might exist. It's like, oh, God. I've ever heard the, like some preachers, they're like, they get the handkerchief out and they're like, oh, God, come into this presence here. And come, Lord Jesus. And this is like, something happens to them. It's just like they have a conniption fit or something and their voice starts vibrating. And I'm like, I guess they're closer to God because their voice vibrates. Anybody relate to that? Okay. So it's not this mystical, it's just like you yearn for God to come into the presence. It's not that. Prayer is also, and this is very important for today's church, prayer is not a power with which we create something or speak them into existence. So pause. You can't speak anything into existence. You got the picture? You're like, Lord, in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray and I speak that you give me a Ferrari today and in the name of Jesus, patch up the roof so nobody else upstairs starts, keeps making noise, speaking things into existence. Now, can God do whatever God wants to do? Yes. But this prayer is not speaking things into existence. Guess what? Everything's already been created that has been created since the beginning of time. We don't speak anything to, into existence. So, or ordering God, by the way, if you come into this room and you try to order God, <laughs> can you go stand out there? Because <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's like, you're not God, I'm not God. So our prayer is not ordering God to do anything, kind of like a bellhop or a genie in a bottle to do our bidding. Prayer is not to do our bidding. Prayer is actually for the benefit of God, not for ourselves. It's not for, our, it's not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is not for God's benefit. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is not for God's benefit. God, the eternal one, who's been, he's the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the what? He's been there all the time, even before earth was created, because God spoke it in. So does God need your prayers? Everybody better say a big no. Does God need our prayers? No, absolutely. He does not need our prayers. It's not for God's benefit. In fact, here's the, here's the um, answer to the end. Prayer is actually for our benefit. Prayer is for our benefit, not for God's. And this is a controversial one. So I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. And I'm just going to say, prayer is not heard by God from everyone. I'm going to say this. What? Because... In the world that we live in, God, the bellhop, or the genie in the bottle, it's like, well, I'm going to just pray, and God, you better listen to me because I am your child. I am what, what, what I am a human being. I'm made in your image. You better listen to me. 
I'm going to read some scriptures in a second. And this is kind of a tough one. I, I don't know where that line is where God doesn't listen to non-believers, but he listens to believers. And when does he not listen to believers, but he listens to a repentant heart? It's kind of like a gray area, just like, uh, I don't know. But this is what scripture says. John chapter 9, 31, it says this. We know that God, what's the next two words? All right. We know that God does not listen to who? Sinners. He listens to the godly person who does what? His will. So we can look at that and say, God does not listen to sinners. So we can look at the very beginning and say, you know what? If you are not a believer of Jesus Christ, there's a high possibility God's not listening. Or if he's listening, he's listening for repentance. He's listening to say, are you going to recognize who I am and place your faith and trust in me? That's what he's listening for. Now, we cannot, we should not ever say God cannot because God can do whatever, but he's not going to listen to sinners' prayer. He will listen to those who are believers of Jesus Christ that are repentant and does his will. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12 says, For the eye of the Lord are on thee who? Righteous. And his ears are attentive, listening attentively to their what? To their prayers. But the face of the Lord is, what's the next word? Against those who do evil. It's tough in our modern society when we're like, God, you better listen to me. So I don't know where the gray area is. Because I, I do know that before I was a believer in Jesus Christ, I believe that God answered or helped in some prayers. And we know that God ultimately was leading me and leading you to the day of salvation, the day of repentance, to turn and place your faith and trust in him. And maybe he was listening to the prayers, knowing that that was going to lead to repentant heart. I don't know. All I know is prayer is a beautiful thing that we as modern Americans, we take for granted. And if we take prayer for granted, we must know, according to Scripture, that he will listen to those who does his will. I'll leave you with this one, Jeremiah 29, 12 through 3. When, when, then you will call on me and, I, and come and pray with me, and I will listen to you. When you seek me, you will seek me with all your what? Well, with all your heart. Okay. So that is what prayer is not. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to do something. I've, I've, I've kind of practiced this once or twice, and I'm telling you what, I don't know how this is going to go, so, um, because, I mean, earlier I gave a mic to somebody else, and something bad happened. So here we go. Communication in the world that we live in today is vitally important. Would you agree? Yes? All right, so, and I, I came up with five kind of like stages, levels of communication in humanity. So this might help your marriage. This might help anything. And we'll get to the God part in a second. So the first stage of, of this communication would kind of be called the head nod. Kind of like just like, well, let me, let me, it's, um, Abe, come over here for a second. Come over here because I know you don't like to talk to people, so you'll be good. All right, so Abe, sit right about, right about there. Make sure you're on the camera. All right, right about there. All right, Abe. All right, everybody say hi to Abe. Hi. 
All right, so the first form of communication is I want to talk to my friend right here. First form of communication is simply... Is this communication? Yes. <laughs> but is it communication? It's acknowledgement. There you go. It's acknowledgement. It's just like... All right, so that, that's, that's, that's level one. Level one. Level two form of communication would be the hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with the guy's shirt, it's it. What's up? Hello. <laughs> Are we communicating? All right, so I'm not, not necessarily giving a head nod. I'm just communicating. I'm said, hi. Hello. What's up? <laughs> so this, this level of communication, it's just one of these. You're just walking by somebody. You see them across the road. Hey, how you doing? It's like, I really don't like you, but I just communicated with you type of thing. Like that neighbor that you and I know, and then when I walk by, you say, hi. It's just like, I hope he leaves. <laughs> Just a, just a simple hello. I mean, level two communication is, is important, right? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then we've got level three form of communication, which is what most people do in church. It's like, hey, how you doing? Good, all right. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And how many, what percentage of the time are you really fine? Not many times, right? It's like, you're saying fine because you don't want to talk about what's really going on. You start with a nod, hey, and you do a hello, or sup, or whatever. And then, because then, then, you know the person, and you want to come across as you care for the person, you simply ask the question of, how you doing? Good, okay, I'm fine, all right. Been there, done that? All right. Maybe you've done that today. All right. All right. All right. Next form of communication. This gets a little bit deeper. All right. This form of communication is. I just want to hang out. All right. Let's start over again. Communication number one is simply what. It's acknowledgement that my friend exists. All right. <clears throat> Level two. Hey. Level three is, how you doing? It's all right. It's all right. All right. Level four is when it starts getting a little bit more intimate. Because here's the deal. In, in these first three categories, it's very shallow. In other words, it's like you know somebody, you acknowledge them, and you're like, I know you exist, and I care enough for you to ask you how you're doing. And you're praying that they don't answer um, you truthfully. Why? Because you're distracted. You don't have time. You're too busy for the hangout. When we reach level four, this is vitally important to any relationship. When we reach level four, it's just like, I, I feel disconnected. There's just something missing between us. And I can't understand why. Kind of like marriage. It's like, there's just something off. I just don't know why. When we move from three to four, we're entering the place of like, there's something off, and I just want to reconnect, and I just want to hang out. Now, in this level, I mean, you're not talking about some real talk. You're not talking about some in-depth talk. You're just like, 
Hey, how the, how's the Pacers playing? Hey, how's the whatever? How's the weather outside? I, I come to find out as people get older, they ask about the weather a lot for some reason. I don't know why. The weather is fine. Look at the map. Okay, I'm sorry. So this level four is one of these, I want some face time with you just to reconnect, just to hang out. Nothing deep, nothing much, just, just I value you. I care for you. I, I just, I just want to talk. And then you get to the level five communication. And that's the real talk. I mean, like, literally, real talk. <clears throat> hey, friend. I, I've really been struggling with my marriage. I've been really struggling with my faith. I really... I've been having a really bad day. I've been looking at porn. I've been struggling with my potty mouth. I've just been, just like real talk. You know what I'm saying? It's just like moving from, I just want to connect over sports to like intimacy. Into like, I want to pour my life and my soul out. For us as men at least, with marriages, it's very difficult to go from here to here. Rachel in my marriage, when I enter level five with her, she's like doing a happy dance. She's like, he's talking to me about real things in life. He's talking to me about how he feels. And I think sometimes when we get to this level, it's very difficult to, or when we get to these levels, it's very difficult to share on how we feel. We love this person. We care for this person. But when it comes to real talk, sometimes that real talk is very difficult to have. True? Okay. So when we, when we discuss through these aspects, we need to understand it's about who we're talking to. For, for example, if I'm giving just somebody I barely know, I've known Abe since he was in diapers, it might seem. All right? And that was not a... <laughs> It might seem. All right. If I really have a good relationship with Abe, somebody I value, somebody I respect, is a head nod appropriate? Is a head nod appropriate? No. A head nod might be like somebody, you go to Walmart, and you like see somebody across the way, and they wave at you, and you're like, I don't know you. You're like, what's up? You might enter into the, hey, good to see you. And you, have, you purposely grab some things off the, off, the, off the wall. It's like, I'm checking out. I don't want to really talk. I just want to say what? Hello. But then when it comes to relationships that matter, you're moving from here to here, but you're actually entertaining this idea of moving from I'm fine to like, hey, let's talk. Let's see if you're a safe person to talk to. Because when you're fine and they see that you're actually interested, if I'm sitting in this chair and Abe's like, how are you really doing? If I'm sitting in this chair and I'm saying, hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm good, I'm good. You can see it in their eyes. We talked about that two weeks ago. You can see it in somebody's eyes that they're not okay, right? But because we love the person, we enter, hey, when can we hang out and have a one-on-one -on -one talk. We don't have to talk about whatever's going on. I just want to reconnect with you. 
which Lord willing, out of time and trust and lack of distractions, we can move to the real talk. And it all starts with a nod. It all starts with relationship building. Can you relate to this in any of your relationships? Now, how about God? Prayer is simply this. Prayer is communicating with God. There's the definition. That's it. Prayer is communicating with God. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing mystical about it. It's just talking to God. I mean, just think about this. The honor and the privilege to talk to God. Isn't that just awesome? Okay, maybe, maybe you don't get it. So Abe, stand up. Stand up for a second. Don't go anywhere. Because we have, to, we have to illustrate this. Because people are like, yeah, talking to God, that's one thing. But, so let's, let's put it in perspective. All right. God is a king. Can I get an Amen. We have to remove the old stool, and we need to give, put God on the what? Throne of our life, the world. And by the way, he doesn't even need you to put himself on the throne. He already is. So, Abe, come take your place right here. Ready? Come take your place. No, don't sit yet. Well, no, just stand right there. All right, don't move. All right, because kings need to have a robe, right? All right, so let's put in perspective. So... No, you're not Superman, you're God, all right? We've talked about this. I know you did. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so in Scripture, it says that the train, the robe, if you want to say, of God filled the temple. In other words, this represents God's glory, God's glory. Okay, all right, and then this is where I was at the store. You need a crown because you're king, right? Your king. All right. And then you need a staff to tell your servants, which is you and me, what to do, right? So, king, take your throne. All right. So, Abe, and thank God that Abe is not God. Can I get an amen on that? But he's representing God. All right. So, this is God. So, let, let me just say so, having the right perspective on who we are communicating with matters immensely, right? God is God. You and I are not. In fact, in Psalm 25, might be a good homework assignment. These are just some categories that it just talks about, about who God is. So Psalm 25, here's a list, if you wouldn't mind. It's up on the screen. Psalm 25 describes who King God is. He is trustworthy. He is rewarder of those who what? Wait on him. Okay, so we're going to communicate because we need to understand that when we are communicating with God, he's God. He's on his throne. And this is who he is. You got it? So here we go. He is what? Okay. He is what? Ah, there you go. He's a rewarder of those who what? He is faithful to guide his what? The God of my salvation. He is what? Filled with which we call grace. Forgiving. He remembers me, but not my sin. Can I get an amen on that? All right. 
He is what? Good. He's what? <coughs> he is what? All right. He is provider of the of justice for the. He is teacher of the. <coughs> keep on. <coughs> All right. Caretaker of the afflicted. Guardian and what? A what? And he is the what? That's just Psalm 25. We could spend all day describing the who of who we are praying to. Got the picture? Ladies and gentlemen, when we communicate with God and we're moving towards communicating to God in our prayers, we must know who we are communicating with. And if you just put this into your mind, and we'll be talking about this next week in depth about hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your what? Will be done. We know the Lord's Prayer, but what does that mean? Basically, it's who we're talking to. Okay, so <clears throat> let's just be real. These are the way people to pray to God today. And my prayer is simply this, that today you realize where you are in your prayer journey. And my prayer for you is I have this, this is supposed to be red, but I didn't have any red paper, so this is red, got it? Red means stop, right? Stop nodding at God. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, you should immediately move past the nod. The nod is, you were once lost, now you're found. You're a believer of Jesus Christ. In other words, the nod is, you acknowledge that God is God. We should never nod to God, but many times we get so complacent in our prayers that we just like, ah, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and we just, oh, hold on, hold on. That is your script. Please do not go against that script. <laughs> All right. God, can you take the microphone, please? Okay, thank you. All right. All right, so, all right. <clears throat> so I'll have it up on the screen, and it's, and it's simply this. We, when we pray, communicate with, we must always remember the who that we're communicating with. But when we're communicating, again, we must move from the nod to intimacy. Because, go throw that, that up on the screen, Denise. When it talks about level one is we communicate with a nod saying, I know you're there, God but I don't have time to even talk to you right now. And God's response is always to our nod, what? I'm here and I'm ready to talk. Okay. God is here and what is he? He's ready to talk. So may we move from the red and never come back into the red because when we get into the red, we stop praying. Maybe you're in this room and you're like, you're a believer of Jesus Christ, but you are just not praying. You're in the red. It's time to press play and move on to at least, at least a hi. Hey, God. So, oh, I'm here and I'm ready to talk. <laughs> Let's try that again. Hi, God. I'm here. I'm ready to talk. But maybe you're going through something. You're like, I know he exists. And it just, I just want to remind God that you know what, I still love him, but I just, I, just, I just just don't want to talk. So as it says here, communication with God saying hi, 
is like others saying hi around us. And God's response is, I'm here. I'm ready to what? To talk. Okay, next one. Hey, God. How you doing? I'm here. Ready to talk? Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy right now. I just wanted to see if you still cared. I, I'm glad you know that I'm fine. But yeah, God, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just not ready. I just, you know, you know. And I think many times we get stuck in the middle. We're not giving them a nod. We're not giving them a high, but we're just like, if God really knew that I was not okay, maybe he would pull his blessing from me, which is not true. If God really knew the, the sin that's in my life, he would remove his salvation from me, which is not true. I think we get scared of moving forward, moving into the green, giving into the sweet spot of prayer. I think that this is many of us right here. We know we're not okay. But we fail to remember that God already knows. And all he's saying is what? I'm here, ready to talk. I'm here and ready to talk. So if you're stuck in level three, which I would say a high majority of us in this room are, hear what God is saying. I'm here and ready to talk. And he already knows. If he is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, omnipresent, he knows what you're going through, and he is just saying again, I'm here, ready to talk. And when we move to the green zone, it changes everything. Because moving from the yellow to the green, from level Three to level four takes time. Takes a lot of time. And yes, does that mean that you might have to turn off your TV? Does it mean you have to stop scrolling on Facebook? Does it mean that you have to put your phone on airplane mode and say, people, stop bothering me? Yes. Because if you know you're not fine and he's the only one that is actually going to listen and to help you in the middle of this, ladies and gentlemen, move to level four. Level four is take time with God and hang out with him. And it doesn't necessarily mean that when you enter level four, you have to talk about all the nitty gritty. He just wants to talk. Maybe it's one of these, you're spending more time five, ten minutes a day, and you weren't spending much time at all. Five, ten minutes a day, and the five, ten minutes a day is just like, hey, God, thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. Thank you for life in general. Just, God, I know the United States is falling apart. Just, hey, do what you do. Hey, thank you that the Pacers lost today, or whatever sports team. Just caught, hang out. Why do you think that this level four is so vitally important? The answer is simply this, is because you're spending time with God. You're spending time with him. You're not giving a nod. You're not just saying, hi, God. 
And you're not just saying, I'm fine, really, and God already knows. But you're actually spending dedicated time with God. So I'm going to ask you and me this question before we get to level five. Rhetorical question. When was the last time that you, keyword, prioritized time just talking to God? In other words, as we'll talk about next week, is simply you go to a prayer closet, you go to a place where nobody's around, you go to a secret place, and as it says in Matthew, he's going to reward those of you and to me when we communicate um, and when we're hanging out. He's going to reward us when we're not distracted by other things and people. So literally, think about this. When was the last time, I mean, God Almighty, that you spent time hanging out with God in a longer period of time than just this? Think about this. I guarantee you, mark my words, that when you hang out with God and he listens and he talks to you through his word and he communicates with you, you're going to start trusting him more and more and more. And when you do, you can trust him with all of your heart and lean not on your own what? understanding. And in all of your ways, you're going to acknowledge him, and he's going to direct our path. And when we get to here, it's kind of like this. Hey. <clears throat> and may this image of just the, what Abe did it be exactly the way it is. Because, ladies and gentlemen, he wants this. He desires this. Not for his benefit, but for what? Ours. There's just something, even emotionally right now, is when Abe, playing God, reached out his arms and touched my back. It's just like, he does care. And God does care. And he's simply saying what? I'm here and ready to talk. <laughs> hey, God, I know you already know, but you know the sins that you sent Jesus to die for, I'm still struggling with them. Lust, anger, pride, whatever, I'm, I'm just really struggling with them. Do you still love me? Do you still care for me? And as we read his word, he'll say, oh, I love you very much, son or daughter. And when we have intimacy with God, you and I will feel more connected than anything else, not for the benefit of him, but for the benefit of us and our spiritual being. And it takes time. It takes prioritizing. It takes changing everything in our life around. Instead of saying, I'm going to make time for God, it says, I'm going to make time for everything else. My time with God is important. So maybe for you, it starts with recognizing where you're at, and you're just, you know what? I'm just, I'm not praying, but I know God exists. Don't stay there, Christ follower move to just starting to communicate with him.
what we say at Catalyst Church in the yellow, this would be called microwavable prayers. In other words, one of these, like a microwave, you just throw it in there, spend just a few minutes of saying, how you doing? I'm fine. Hello. I got to go. Those, those prayers are important, right? But the most important intimate prayers that you can have takes time in the four and five level. Hanging out with God and having real talk with God will change everything in your life. And I'm here to tell you, just to let you know, I was up at 2 a.m. this morning, and the Holy Spirit laid this illustration on my, on my mind. And most of the time when the Holy Spirit lays something on my mind, it's for me first. So I'm here to tell you, I'm hemorrhaging around here at many times. But do I desire this? Oh, absolutely. Do you desire this? May it be yes. And if you do, seek him. You will find him. Because prayer is just communicating with who? God. And he is holy, powerful, almighty. And as a Christ follower, we get to talk to God. Can I get amen? amen? Lord, I do thank you that even though we sometimes just give you a head nod, you simply say, I'm here and I'm ready to talk. Even though, God, we send up microwavable prayers, just pop-up prayers, Thank you for still even listening to those prayers even though you desire for our sake so much more. But Lord, I pray that you will put a desire in my heart and our heart to prioritize time talking to you. Undistracted times, intimate times, times of tears, times of frustration, times of honesty. And you're a big God, able to handle multi-billions of prayers all at one time, and you still care for each individual prayer. So God, if you know, already know why we pray, or that's important, I pray that you'll put into our mind that it's just about a relationship, a relationship with you. Lord, if there's anybody here or online that does not have a personal relationship with you, I pray that they will. That they will believe, Jesus, that you came, died, and rose again to give us access to not only heaven, but salvation, but forgiveness, because we've repented of our sins, turned from our sins, and entering the acknowledgement that, God, you are good and you're real. May those of us who have placed our faith and trust in you move from the red to the yellow to the green. Noticing that there's just something inside of us that pulls us away from prayer. Important people, important tasks, but the most important relationship is with you. So to you, God, we say thank you. To you, God, we give you glory. To you, God, we say we're sorry.
So with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed, take a moment in closing and look at these chairs and pray that God gives you the strength to move from whatever level that you're stuck in towards level five intimacy and real talk with God. Spend some time talking to him.